0: And welcome to another episode of All Bad Film. Hey everyone, uh, just a heads up this week's episode is actually a collaborative effort between another podcast, Janda Bachanda. Uh, it's really cool. You guys should definitely check it out. I've been listening to it this week, uh, and you'll be able to know more about it in the episode. Thank you guys for checking this out.
1: Welcome to the show of Janda Bachanda. Uh, today we have a very special guest, um, a fellow podcaster. His name is Hayden. His podcast is called All That Film. So, he is crazy all things films, TVs. If it's if it's shot um, and somebody's acting in it, he's interested in it. And today we're going to have a very special show. Hayden and I are going to discuss specific films for all things gender. And, of course, Hayden, I've already explained to you, Janda, is the Indonesian word for both widow and divorcee, so any films that um, has a central focus on that is what we're going to be discussing today. Welcome to the
0: show, Hayden. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, such a fun topic to talk about with <laughs> <laughs> divorces. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the best.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the... the the name of my podcast is Janda Bejanda. Jenna means to joke around. And so yeah. a lot of the directors that um, have shot f- films with these themes and topics have managed to actually inject humor in quite a bit of them. So, yeah, it's just life circumstances, not fun, but there's a lot of ways to handle them that make them For a sure, bit more yeah. palatable.
0: I have a list of about ten and I don't I don't think any of them are like, oh we're gonna be like super bleak and super sad. No. <laughs> well, that's not us. <laughs> that's yeah. not us. And- one of the ones I wanted to mention, we, we talked about this one, um is yeah. the the new Netflix film uh, marriage story. Uh um, uh Noah Bomback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. In- the masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the main thing about this is like you were mentioning uh, Noah bombek is uh, a child of divorce he's had a messy divorce um, most of the crew that was on the set had a pretty had at least some experience in a divorce uh, so I do mm-hmm. think it's fairly interesting with that film is you can you can walk away from that being like that's kind of most like there are there are definitely very serious and very sad moments but for the most yeah. part it is presented as a comedy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, you can't sort of walk away from that, even even some of the fight scenes or how they're thinking and, um, and trying to be private about their thoughts, uh, like, oh, that's hurtful what he said. And you're kind of like, oh my god, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. And because it's so relatable, it can be humorous that you can place yourself in different times of your lives where you recognize such scenes. Um, not because they're particularly funny scenes or
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I, I don't know which one did you find most relatable in marriage
0: story? Okay, so so we actually we did a, a long, long spoiler episode on this. I, I told a couple people because it just came out on Netflix. It's not the, the main films or the main reviews that actually thrive on our channel are this mid-tier smaller budget ones, like Parasite. Marriage Story, Knives Out. <laughs> so I told the, a couple of my hosts, I was like, "Hey, watch it on Monday, uh, or else you're not going to be part of the recording." Uh, and we had five people that watched it uh, real fast, got it done in the weekend. Um, and I actually sided with the story of Adam Driver, and that that was actually something that I found to be a fault in the movie. Um, is I, I <laughs> thought, from my perspective, it made it very clear, like Adam Driver. Is not the best person, but he is the one in the right, and it was such an interesting conversation because one of my co-hosts, uh-huh. uh, Lindsay, was like, "You are completely wrong. Like, ScarJo is the one that's in the right here. Like, she got she got cheated on. Adam Driver like cheated, and a little bit of spoilers for the movie. Sorry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but,
1: right. Um, that's interesting. You're not married or never been married. No. <laughs> Okay, so if you are like me, who's a divorcee, and we watch that film, there is no right or wrong. So, because both have presented their, their views very equally in terms of how each one was feeling wounded and feeling um, how they are each reacting and how each are trying to reach out to the other and not, not getting the response that they get. Or that they they were trying to get from the other person, so it's very interesting. I'm guessing also your the other friend that watched also was not is not yet married or have not.
0: No, and uh, in, in <laughs> it's interesting you okay. bring that up because both of us aren't are like have never been really around divorce uh, for the most part. I see.
1: So yeah, yeah. So if you've been divorced, as I have. <laughs> as i am okay. um then there is no right or wrong in terms of that marriage story because it's really just a viewpoint of how each one of them um are living were living through their lives and how they were in love with each other but they were also struggling as a family and um yeah so it it kind of, both sides um had valid, viewpoints I guess it's more more to the point and I thought that was represented equally I didn't feel I didn't feel I, any particular one was too heavily right or too heavily wrong um, in that sense I because there was no real hero of that story right for sure um, yeah. but the, and there were no real losers of that film either um,
0: well it- in some ways that what i noticed with a lot of these movies especially the ones that deal about the the legality stuff more than anything um always the losers are the parents um because like have to <laughs> yeah. spend a crazy amount and like oh. most of these movies i, I do have listed are yeah. where uh their relationship does have a kid um yeah. and just the that whole dilemma with a lot of these just repeated over and over and that's That's why I say it's almost comedic in some ways where you have this old lawyer that's been through the business and he's like, oh, well, you're going to lose anyway. No one fights this girl. Um, And it's almost – I don't know. It's almost like camped up in some ways to me but I can understand someone seeing that having been through that to be way more like frustrating and like, oh my gosh, they're showing like some of the worst parts of my life and presenting it like in – an accurate way, right? Um, right,
1: and that old lawyer that you are speaking about is his viewpoint is the the sage old man, like looking back and saying, "Yeah, lay lay down your sword, just just lay it down right here, because I, you know, you're you don't even know what you're going into. Just just lay it down here. Um, but Ray Liotta, though, representing that as um, the attorney. My yeah. goodness, yeah, uh, I love it. I love it when he was in that um, Adam. Sorry, what's the name of the actor? The, the, uh, Adam the, Driver. The, Adam Driver was in Ray Liotta's office, and Ray Liotta. Again, sorry for a spoiler, but he says like, "I'm I'm a thousand dollar an hour, an hour uh, lawyer, and so and so over there is the." uh 400 an hour lawyer so <laughs> stupid questions go to him you know you know important <laughs> questions go to me um and if, if you ever have to worry about the billable hours of divorce lawyers um as i know i have uh <laughs> that you can sort of like ah yeah man seriously i know i know what questions not to ask in an email because I was like, I'm paying for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying for this advice. I, um, if I can't Google it and I can't ask somebody else, um, I'm not going to ask the question. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so. I, I don't know if this is the one that you had brought up. I don't know if this is a good segue to this. Uh, but these these films do pair really nicely with one another. Uh, the other one, Kramer versus Kramer, you had mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah yeah.
1: Kramer versus Kramer long before you were born young man
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I I had been putting this off for so long I think it's just because I had so old (laughs) well (laughs) what's interesting is as I've actually watched like a lot of older films but most of the ones that are considered like the classics so in I don't know if you have the same access that I do I've spoken to a lot of people um and it hasn't been same circumstances. I've had a Half Price Books. It's basically a store that used bookstore, but they also have movies too. And they okay. had this coveted uh, clearance section where everything was like a dollar. So anything I could get my hands on, um, I would buy. And Kramer vs. Kramer, for whatever reason, was never in the dollar bin. Because so. it's very good um, now that <laughs> I've seen it. I know why. <laughs> but- you had wanted... Scramer versus Scramer to be in the dollar bin before you watched it, but uh, yeah, um, now you have watched it. That was that was my that was my one uh, that was my one little little uh, obligation um, that I wanted to the universe section. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it's really good. Well, um, and I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that you had brought that film to my attention because it was one of those that I was like, uh, yeah, I understand Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep are good actors, mm. whatever, and then you watch it and it's like, oh no, they're they are some of the best actors that we have.
1: <laughs> and, um, even the child actor who never, I don't know who he became, but that child actor who the son, um, Billy, I think Billy Kramer, mm-hmm. um, nice. was, <laughs> when was, yeah, cause he, saw lo- it? I don't know, twenty some years ago. Oh my gosh. And you still remember Billy. <laughs> I, well, there's Mr. and Mrs. Kramer and there's Billy Kramer. Um, Um, But there's so many things. I watched that. I've been divorced uh, once and I've been married twice. I've been divorced once and I lost my husband, my first husband. And when I watched that, I was married to my late husband. And there were scenes in it that I, I remembered feeling how palpable it was and that felt that sense of loss. And that particular scene was when Dustin Hoffman was cooking in the kitchen um, and his son was sitting on the kitchen counter and they didn't say a word. These are the kinds of things that actors are so amazing that they can capture so much emotion by not saying it so much. And then the boys, the boy's face just, Billy's face just went to a sulk and sadness because his parents were trying to have this custody battle over him and that and he hugged him, you know, and that sense of belonging to parents and that no one parent was greater than the other for that boy was for me captured in that one scene. Um and you know, that that film I'm interested in your viewpoint because you have you have a very interesting take about from the last one where you said there was somebody who's a winner or who's a loser right or wrong what was your sense in that film Kramer versus Kramer? who was right or who was wrong
0: i don't think i i think for me again i maybe it's the context of having this great conversation of marriage story where it's like oh well like the director wasn't trying to say adam driver's right and I think I think part of the reason that maybe um, I felt that in that first film is Noah Baumbach is the one that made it, so it's almost like in my head psychologically, it's like oh well, he's he's making this of course handsome Adam Driver as himself, um, him, yeah, yeah, um, to depict the Noah Baumbach character. Um, but I don't think I had that going into this, and I had the context of Marriage Story. It's very more clear, um, yes, a custody battle is ugly, um, but I think this one's more depicted as as fair. Because even at the end, they don't go that step further of sort of appealing it uh, with Mm, one another. Um, And I I will say a little bit, um, if I had to say anyone was a winner in this movie, I was semi on the side of Dustin Hoffman just because he had to deal with, and by all means, like Meryl Streep had to deal with her um, own journey. Um, right. and, you know, th- sort of figuring out right. who she was because she was trapped in a relationship. Right. Um, but unfortunately, we're, we're not really given that perspective in the film. We're more given the Dustin right. Hoffman story. Um, so I was leaning a little bit right. more towards that uh, because of that.
1: Right, I mean, especially, like, you know, Dustin, if I remember correctly, like Dustin Hoffman had lost, he didn't have a job or he had lost a job and he needed a job to prove to the judge that he was worthy of keeping his son. So, like, it was like Christmas or something and yep. he had to hustle and he showed a portfolio or something in a, in a job interview that he managed to squeeze in right before the end of the year. And I, I remember, you know, like... I remember in my past careers where I've had to hustle for last um, the last job, the last prospect that you have to get in the you know the pipeline that you have to close before the year's end, and that that hustle I remember. But his hustle was heightened by the fact that if I don't have this job, if I don't secure an X amount of dollars. That I can keep my apartment, my rent, I lose Billy, yeah, and that's that was about as strong of a motivator as anything, and that I can recognize and I can identify with, um, especially being a single mom. That I can recognize that, and I can appreciate that. Again, it's very interesting for me. It's gender-free at this point. The fact that he's single dad, I'm a single mom. I don't feel like oh, I must side to. Meryl Streep's story in that in that sense, but I can appreciate that hustle, that um, just the love that he had for his son. Um, That was more for him for him than just being right um, or winning against Meryl Streep. Uh, But yeah, for sure. That yeah, yeah. I think that was a powerful moment, you know. And plus, again, in terms of like. moments in films where you're kind of like you kind of like you can place yourself in those job interviews where he was showing his portfolio and i, mean, I think he's what is that like admin or something like he I was in advertising
0: comics but he is in advertising so i wasn't i wasn't uh, too sure
1: <laughs> right so then he had like a portfolio of drawings he's like oh like that that a huge part of that was mean and remember that you know like when you were. When you're presenting yourself, yeah, I was part of a, a team, and a good component of that were I was part of a team, but my contribution to that was large. And um, and Dustin Hoffman is so good at that; he's so good at um, I don't know. He can be frustrated with just a stare. For sure, like
0: yeah, <laughs> he's very good at that. Him and, um, him and Pacino both, like in their in their peaks, are amazing at that. Um, but I Being think frustrated with just staring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just seeing the anger in their eyes and just what they're doing facially is something crazy. Um, but yeah, they can <laughs> droop their faces. I, I think it was good that you mentioned the child actor, uh, was great. Cause that, that could have been if, again, if a child actor yeah. is not doing well in a film, it's never a child's fault for sure, but it, it's distracting for the watch. Um, mm-hmm. and th- whoever they got for this, Billy, um, was incredible. the The scene that you were talking about um, was it, uh, just really just an emotional moment that really makes yeah. you feel the weight of the whole situation. But I think on top of that, um, what really sort of sets the tone for me is the scene where where Billy and his father are talking, and he he just looks at him and he says, "Are you going to leave me too?" And in that moment, because they just had a huge fight after this. And in that moment, Dustin Hoffman isn't. It, it's like all the anger that was in this divorce that he's been experiencing for the past month or so uh, just goes away, and he realizes, "Hey, like this divorce is affecting my child too." Like so, he immediately yeah. like gets parent mode. Hey, don't worry. She did not leave because of you. Like she's figuring things out. It's okay. Yeah. Um. And I think that's where the movie becomes okay. Well, these people are like they still in again like that's present in marriage story where these two still have love for each other and a connection it's just frustrating to try and compromise on on certain things um yeah right i just and now that you
1: mentioned that i also remember the parallel from one kitchen scene from Kramer versus Kramer to another kitchen scene, a marriage story (laughs) (laughs) was, um, when, um, he did the cut, um, Adam driver did the cutter and he had cut himself and then his son just walked in and like, and he was just lying down. Like, Oh my God, the social worker had just left. And, uh, Uh, and he could probably just bleed to death, like in that kitchen. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, Things can go so
0: bad so quickly in in, sure. <laughs> like, in, in just a moment. Yeah, you almost you almost miss it when it happens in the movie just because it's so quick. Where he does the trick and it's like, oh, your arm is cut in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was quite bad. Sure. Um. So yeah. So I think
1: for divorce films, those two, uh, and right now, pretty much they're kind of top of the list, aren't they?
0: For sure, yeah. I I have a couple. If you want me to mention a couple, yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, Let's let's do your top ten list. (laughs) Have you seen Have you seen her with Joaquin Phoenix? um, Sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, the
1: one with with Scarlett Johansson
0: as the as the as the voice. Yeah. So
1: all right, so Scarlett Johansson night.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This one I wrote down because um, I don't think Mm. this necessarily comes to mind uh, in terms of divorce films. Because, uh, like you were saying, most of these films are centered around uh, the divorce. Um, but this is yeah. someone just got out of a divorce, um, and I find it really fascinating to to do uh, to do a little bit of a character study of someone who's just come out of that, who's semi trying to find himself, um, and he's given this this new technology where it seems. Again, it seems baffling at first, and I can understand. A couple of my friends that I've recommended her, they're like, but why does he, like, flirt with the phone? And I'm like, okay, I still <laughs> might get where you're coming from, but you have to remember this is in a somewhat near future where this is a little bit more, like, regular. Um, and I, I think what her is able to capture is... Almost that walking Phoenix out of a divorce is wanting something easier, almost. And that's what Scarlett Johansson's character is giving him uh, in, in a means of fulfillment. Where it's like, oh, well, she's programmed to, you know, be everything you want to be. Um, whereas other relationships have their faults, have their flaws. That's just what's part of being human. Um, and I do think it's very interesting uh, where that film eventually goes. I actually... Won't spoil her, um, just because I I think where that film goes at the end is indicative of uh, sort of getting over a a huge breakup uh, and a divorce, but uh, that that was one of the ones I thought would be important to mention.
1: Well, you almost nailed it there in terms of why is he speaking to the phone? Well, it's more than just the phone. You can advise your friends. (laughs) She is the perfect woman. So she is the other woman. So, in that's like that's always central to the the many good relationship films is who is the other person, and typically when there is a heroine, um, she's kind of also an anti-heroine because she's not the wife either, she's not the ex-wife either. So she is the perfect person in that sense, especially when the AI at the beginning of that was trying to build the personality to suit who is walking Phoenix looking for. Um, and then there's like, so, who do you favor? How do you feel about your mother? That was the total <laughs> Freudian mo- moment, right? when they they had that. And then, woof, like it understood completely. We know exactly who you're looking for, um, how you are in your relationship to your mother. Here's the perfect woman that we ha- we can create for you. And then, you know, what's not to love about that AI, really? <laughs> <laughs> she, sure. can, she can sort your, she can archive your old emails and sort out like, yeah, I mean, I'd love somebody who can archive my my email oh, files too. Yeah. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> if I had someone that, that was just you know having a, a good conversation with me while cleaning, Well doing that, yeah, doing all the chores that that I don't want to do, um, oh, of course that's, you're gonna right. fall in love with them. Um, I know exactly. <laughs> that's that's I think that's kind of the point, but. You know what? That's
1: very interesting. I hadn't even thought about her as a divorce film, but you're re- you're right. It does count as one. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So
0: that's, that's technically um, <laughs> technically. <laughs> but so that's that's your number two film. Oh, on the top I, ten list. Uh, I mean, these are not necessarily in order. I, I just have about ten uh, of them, uh, and we uh-huh. can we can cut it if we go along or anything. But the next one I have is uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, have you seen that one? Oh yeah. there's Ryan Gosling and I yep. was going to miss it.
1: Yep. Uh, of course. <laughs>
0: Can't miss a Ryan Gosling.
1: <laughs> I am a female on the planet Earth. Of course I have seen a Ryan Gosling film. <laughs> I, I, will... I watched it when I was married
0: too, so maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, of course. I'll that's a great like the most That's a great film. Ryan Gosling this he is cuz like there's a lot of films where he's the comedic Ryan Gosling or the the action stoic Ryan Gosling, but this is like, he's the stoic and cool teacher to Steve Carell. He's this, uh, perfect lover, uh, for Emma stone. Um, and yeah, the, the whole conceit of the film is they, they start with a divorce. That's because, uh, Steve Carell's wife is cheating on someone. And I just think it, What, what was the name of the guy that he's cheating with? She's I, cheating on like I can't a, remember, but I know it's Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and I forget his name because he says it. I, um, I can look it up. I know. If I like. um, we we're terrible. It's okay. We don't have to look it up, but okay. it'll come back to us
1: when right after we re- end record. Um, that always happens. But yeah, you're right. That's a great. Um, that's another one. That's a humorous one.
0: Yeah, that's um, definitely one that clearly, unlike Marriage Story and Kramer versus Kramer, that have dramatic end. Um, comedic moments that one is the comedy is at the forefront Um, there are some dramatic moments for sure Um, but yeah no the whole point of that film is almost like farcical of the whole approach of just this this ball gets moving because of the initial incident of the cheating and then just all these separate lives I think there's three different storylines that are going on Um, and they all really work together perfectly right and
1: Steve Carell's uh, friend, the one he had called to come and have drinks, and he came and brought a, a gift, a parting gift cologne, because um, his friend were, was also a friend of his wife, was Julianne Moore's wife, and he had to decide and he had to make a choice who he was going to stay friends with. That was another real, very real Definitely. divorce moments. Yeah. You know, you have to, sometimes you have to choose who you're going to stay friends with. Are you going to stay friends with the husband or are you going to stay friends with the wife? And that's in real life, whether you make a choice of right or wrong, winner or loser, I suppose, him or her. And um, that was very understated, but that's actually part of a real thing in um, divorce life.
0: Well, to to go back to Marriage Story just a little bit, even uh, I, uh, Scarlett Johansson's mom uh, in that <laughs> is still head over heels yeah. for Adam Driver, as she's she says. Cho- <laughs> and she chose him actually over her, yep. really. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because the old lawyer was um, her referral, wasn't he? Yep. Wasn't he? Yeah. So. Which is such an interesting yeah. thing. Uh, but another yeah. one that I have. Uh, this one's actually a, a foreign film. Um, and it's from Asghar Farhadi. Um, he's a he's a really famous uh, director, and he has this film called uh, A Separation. Um, marvelous film. Uh, we have. Where is this from? The film. Uh, uh, I I want to say I want to say Iran, but I'm not sure. Um, okay, A Separation. Yeah, I'd I'd have to look to be sure. Um, I know I know one of his films was nominated, uh, and I think won for best foreign film. Uh, but basically. I- the whole premise of this film is there's four relationships in the way, um, that the way that their, uh, society is set up, uh, doesn't make it easy, um, for a clean divorce. Um, so it's, it's this interesting dilemma because they don't really want to divorce each other, but they're kind of at like, um, They're just at a mutual disagreement, and it's almost like... What's weird is is the mutual disagreement comes down to the husband is very prideful. And I have, again, no no history with divorce, but I, I have seen people slightly ruin part of their lives because they've been prideful about something, and they've stuck their feet in the ground and said, I am not moving on this. Um, yeah. so just to see that presented, and this is a very dramatic film, uh, but you know, it just it it really handles what you were saying earlier that no one is right or wrong in this situation. Right. There's just problems, and we have to figure out how to solve them mm. um, right. it, it it really evolves into something else. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime if I recall. so if you oh, if fine. you have that, definitely check it out. <laughs> I will yeah. definitely check it out. So what's next? Um, uh, I have Richard Linklater, and this is actually not a film that I particularly love, but I think the presentation of it is definitely interesting. Uh, have <laughs> you heard of Richard Linklater's uh, Boyhood? It's no, a film not. that takes place. It's filmed over twelve years. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you he films it in my my. It's, it's a documentary. Film. No, no. It's it's almost shot like a documentary, though. Uh, okay. in a lot of weird, weird ways. But it's no, it's just a two-hour uh, film, and that's sort of the premise of it. Um, and you slowly see this good-understanding couple uh, just change into something completely different. Um, and what sort of happens through the lens of this child, um, I think the the problem for this film for me is that I think the main character is too much of a blank slate So they'll be like, oh, well, he's watching Dragon Ball Z and riding his bike. And it's like, okay, those are things that a character can do, but who is this character? And I feel like the director relied too heavily on, oh, well, you know, we're showing him growing up, so that's his character. Whereas both the parents, I feel like he did a really good job of here's where they are, here's how they change along the process. Because there's a while where they do not want to see each other, they do not want to talk to each other. Mm. Um, and then it gets to his graduation, and th- they're both there um, sharing, you know, this this understanding of, hey, we, we want the best for our kid. Uh, we can be here in this moment. We can talk to each other without, you know, wanting to stab each other in the back uh, verbally. Um, and right. I, I just feel like it does a really good job of, hey, this is, this is an accurate portrayal of a situation that happens to a lot of people. Um,
1: yes. I can understand that, like when when movie directors can capture those things well. Sure. Good, I'll, I'm going to look that up. I'm yeah. going to look that up, boyhood.
0: <laughs> and then, boyhood and a separation. Yes, yeah. Um, and then there's another one um, from Steve McQueen, not the actor. Uh, he's a director. He did, uh, I believe he won uh, Best Director for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, but he's done Shane. He's same. done, uh, I'm trying to remember the other, Michael Fassbender. Uh, but he did this movie called Widows, um, which is literally about widows. Okay. Um, so you. I have not seen that movie. Yeah, uh, you had mentioned right before that we're talking divorce yeah. films and widows, and I was like, ah, oh, must think of widow films. Um, and this is this is not. Know, let too. me tell you, this is not your grandma's widow film, uh, because <laughs> it's a it's a heist action film uh, that just does a ton of things really good, and I think. Man, you were talking about Dustin Hoffman and how great of an actor he is. Uh, Viola Davis equally is just in a moment where she's screaming in the shower and you just feel everything that's like going through her mind in in an instant. Uh, It's really powerful stuff. She's great.
1: Okay, so... I'm going to check that out too. Widows. Oh, I have you to. You that's mandatory watching now. <laughs> that's mandatory watching for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up.
0: No. It, yeah. No. It's a super awesome thriller. I, again, I won't say anything because that's sort of one where there are actual um, spoilers to it. But um, basically, uh, you know, I, I won't say anything. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. And then one that I thought <laughs> was an interesting one to bring up uh, that – I, I won't talk on too much because it's kind of ridiculous and kind of disnified fied uh, version of this. Uh, but uh, one of the ones I immediately thought of was The Parent Trap. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because the whole plot of The Parent Trap... With, the, that's the one with Lindsay Lohan, was it? Or the old, older version. I think both are great. Um, but yeah, Lindsay Lohan is in the newer one. Um, yeah. There's one, like I want to say from the 50s, but it might be a 60s movie. Uh, it might even be 70s. But yeah, the whole point of Marriage Story is... These two kids are separated because their parents got divorced, and then they trick their parents. They try to trick their parents to getting back together.
1: You said marriage story when you meant parent. Oh yeah, trap. yeah.
0: sorry, parent trap. <laughs> um, That's okay. I, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no. This this whole movie, it's kind of like the, again the Disney version of the story. Um, a lot of these present it in more of a real way, and you know,
1: this uh, one is more like. Well. That's the interesting one, right? That's 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 right. That's the the ultimate um, message there. There's a lot. Of, that's the child's um, viewpoint of wanting to fix things between parents. And um, in that in that film, also there's of course the ultimate. Cinema. There's the a, a big part of that uh, of that film so the evil stepmom so it had a very that's almost still a very 90s view Actually, i don't Definitely. know if that's still
0: <laughs>
1: yeah because you know modern day divorced families they have a lot of um a higher level of adaptability let's just say that for um, sure yeah from, from the children and from the parents um, down but that's a that's a, an interesting choice, parent trap. I, I hadn't thought about that. So yeah. what's the so how many how many are we on now? Like, um uh, marriage story, Kramer versus Kramer, um, a
0: separation, I widows. I only, have, I only have two left. Um, and... make them good choices, <laughs> Hayden. One one of them is one I actually haven't seen in a while. Um, so I've only seen a couple like moments of this, um. But just going off of what you are mentioning, a 90s approach to divorce films, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire comes to mind, and you're right. It definitely che- takes that cheeky <laughs> approach of, oh, there's, there's this evil stepdad that tries to get in the picture, and he's the worst. On the other side, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so isn't um, yeah, right. it. It's definitely an, uh, a unique approach to t- divorce films. <laughs> Technically, uh, because uh, Robin Williams dresses up as a maid um, to be able to still be with his kids, um, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, it was more than the maid. He was like the nanny. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Right. I mean, yeah. It that's be, that's a good one. It would be weird if he was hired as the maid and he's like, "Oh, don't mind me, just hanging out with the kids." <laughs> uh, that's that's <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, also. All right. So, and the last one. Uh, the last one is again. I'm hoping maybe you've heard of this, uh, but it's a, again in that mid tier. Um, is uh, 2015's *Carol*. Um, it stars Rooney Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett. Um, there's a Kate Blanchett movie that I haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's it called again? Uh, *Carol*, and it's really. Um, It's really caught on an audience with, uh, the Letterboxd community. Uh, it's one of, like, the popular, uh, it's, it's an LGBT film for those that don't know. And basically, uh, Cate Blanchett is in a bad marriage, uh, that it almost hints, you know, kind of wants to be in that relationship because status, uh, and then Rooney Mara is this, this, uh, spark of emotion that comes to her and then they start to form a relationship, um... And I, it just really does a good job of sort of presenting that. Um, and, you know, a lot of these, I don't I don't think any of them are like that. I know there's one, well, this isn't a divorce film. The husband just dies, um, so it would fall under widows. There's one called, uh, oh, I forget what it is, but it's with Adam Driver and Jason Bateman. And the mother turns out to, like, once the husband dies, she's like, oh, yeah, I've been... Uh, I've been into women this whole time I just didn't want to ruin our family And that is not what Carol is It's very much more dramatic Whereas that's a comedic uh, portrayal of that But yeah, Carol does a really good job Of uh, Keying into the drama of those scenes Uh, But on top of that It has an amazing uh, cinematographer Behind it uh, Beautiful, beautiful uh, eye that that they have And on top of that It has one of the most memorable scores um, Ever, so yeah You guys got got homework now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Let me see if we can go through my list quickly.
0: Go for it, yeah. Sorry, I I guess I've been talking this whole time. My bad.
1: Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 you know. No, that's not bad at all. So, Marriage Story, Kramer vs. Kramer, um, and of course Jerry Maguire is an important... I
0: forgot that was (laughs) a divorce movie.
1: (laughs) Well... Well, Renee Zellweger is a divorcee in that film, yeah. And so, so that's kind of dating after divorce, I guess, um, of a film, and selecting uh, a new partner when you have a small child, a young child. So that's there's some trigger buttons in there for a lot of divorcees, especially for single moms or who are dating, and uh, of course. The Cuba good um character was saying that, oh, you know, he's a child of a divorced family. So he he was raised by a single mom. So that's it had that angle to that. Um, the other one is blended with um, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore.
0: I haven't seen that yet. So now I <laughs> I have homework from you. <laughs> that's,
1: that's one. Um, P.S. I love you that's the one with Hilary Swank Hilary Swank was widowed and again spoiler um, and for a full year after her husband's uh, death she kept on receiving notes handwritten notes that were from him so yes I love you hence um, that was a very good film Uh, The First Wives Club
0: Uh (laughs) I don't even know about this one (laughs) (gasps) okay please I think it was on a list I I saw when I was trying to look through movies
1: let's see if I can't um, if I don't mangle this but um, (laughs) uh, Beth Midler um, the one who plays Rizzo in Grease I can't remember her the actress's name Uh, I'm blanking I'm sorry (laughs) Well, you know, Greece, and the one who plays Rizzo. Yeah. Right. So the actress who plays that, isn't it? Um, Diane Keaton. And so there are four of them. But we're going to get the names of them. But the First Wives Club, for sure, is on that list. It's an amazing one. And speaking of the young, tart other woman, um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays that part. And so that was an interesting one. Um, Under the Tuscan Sun, that's with um, the ever-gorgeous Diane Lane, and so her husband cheated on her, but somehow, uh, because of legality issues, he managed to take over their home, even though that was her house, but he took over the house, and so she went on a world trip. And went to Italy, into Tuscany, and ended up just starting a new life there. So that was a very interesting film for 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 me.
0: Is, Total chick flick. Is that one based on a book? Um, it may have been. Okay, I, I been. was just wondering because the title sounded so familiar, but I know for sure. Under Tuscan Yeah. Uh.
1: Well, the next one for sure is based on the book. Eat, pray, love. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah another one another divorce film and also a book the next one is How Stella Got Her Groove Back um yeah have you seen that one How Stella Got Her Groove Back I have not
0: but does Stella get her groove back
1: she did and but you must also watch this is based on a woman's true story and uh, both Eat Pray Love and How Stella Got Her Groove Back the author's this is based on their um, semi-autobiographical, I guess, or if, if not fully autobiographical. Um, yeah. In the movie, it ended with Stella getting her groove back, but after the end, things didn't end up so well for Stella. So, in her relationship with her new man, but um, gotcha. that's that's another story. And one of them is uh, Mermaids. Uh, Mermaids, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, with Winona Ryder and Cher. And so Cher was this um, larger-than-life uh, uh, mom, as she would be because she's Cher. And that's why she was probably cast cast in the film. And she's the woman that... And this... can I, I can only imagine probably... Happened in the United States where a woman can have just a fresh start whenever she feels like it So she's done with this man or she's done with this town. All right, we're gonna we're done here kids Let's pack it up get into the station wagon. We'll go to the next state start over there Uh, Get a new job go to new school make new friends and it happened in this particular movie mermaids when Winona Ryder was getting into adolescence, so she herself was changing, no longer a kid, and she was fed up with a lot of these just moving around, traveling, and um, throwing new roots. And she was becoming into her own woman, and seeing um, how her mom, as a single mom, it it, it just the incompleteness of of how she was as a mom or as a wife. And that was very well depicted. And again, in a comedic way, <laughs> if you could possibly imagine. <laughs> um, that's actually a nice classic um, for you to watch. I think that's sort of has um, the same quality, kind of that uh, nostalgic feel that Dirty Dancing has. Oh, nice. That, <laughs> that mermaids um, have as well
0: um yeah your your description kind of sounded um obviously in this one the couple's still together uh but it kind of sounded like the glass castle a little bit i don't know if you've read the book or seen i know they have a movie now uh but those parents are always on the move and it's written from the perspective of the daughter and just like you were saying she's sort of fed up with this because it's like well i didn't sign up for this constant moving over and over um so i I do think is is that one um, is that one based on real events like the a uh, couple others? No, I don't, okay, so. I don't think so. I think I think, it, I think it's Glass just... Castle is. Um, which oh. is uh, one of those interesting things for people like that where their parents, uh, whether it be your parents just chose to move around or you were a military kid. Um, there's a lot of children, or not children, but adults I've talked to that in their youth they were constantly moving around and you hit it like nail on the head. Uh, it does almost like question your identity um, in a lot of ways because you you don't have you can't root anywhere. Well um,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I also had my year of moving around too, but with my ex-husband and our children, so there is that feeling of discombobulated you know, where you just a new city or send your groceries store and you have to establish yourself this is the corner where we're going to make our home office and um, where's the nearest park for the the kids to go and play and um, what are the resources available so you you have to quickly adapt to those kinds of things but it does wear on you um, for being so transient um, so I do recognize that and probably that was part of the reason too that I picked that film mermaids because I remember that um, that feeling. So I think that was my top 10 list. Um, I really like doing this with you. I think we should pick more films and um, to discuss. Next time I want to talk to you about um, TV shows that are agenda shows. Um, I think for sure uh, Golden Girls would be on that list because (laughs) Golden Girls deserve to be on every list, I think.
0: Of course, Um, yeah. You can't have a list without Golden Girls. Um, Have you watched watched Golden Girls? I have watched a little bit of Golden Girls. Uh, I am a noted uh, Betty White uh, lover. Um, Good boy. (laughs) I think Betty White, I think honestly, um, if she's up, if she is up for it, I think every film uh, could have Betty White. A couple of people have mentioned to me they're like, well even like action movies like Jurassic Park or Avengers and I'm like, "Yes, I, I think those movies need Betty." Just just stick her in there. <laughs> it's what they needed.
1: <laughs> Betty White could be in Avengers, actually she could. She could, she could, take she could down be
0: Domino, I feel like. Um, but um, <laughs> one of the one of the ones that <laughs> I I wanted to mention if you if you wanted to talk about this on a separate thing, um yeah. Noah Bombback marriage story, um, a ton of other films that I could have named. Uh, a lot of his films sort of deal with this feeling, not necessarily, they're not all centered around divorce um, or or being widowed, but some of them are just this feeling of, okay, where where am I going to go uh, in, in life in the future? Like, what's going to happen? Uh, and I feel like a lot of these films, and the ones you mentioned really touch on that. Even Jerry Maguire, where it's like, wh- how am I going to figure out how to, like, I need a new... Superstar sure. to, to figure out where I'm going in life, or hey, I need to start seeing other people because I don't want to be single forever with uh, Renee Zellweger. Um, so I think right. Baumbach does a really good job of that. If you ever want to want to talk about the rest of his films,
1: <laughs> we'll have you know what, Aiden. I think it merits um, another episode where we have to talk about all things Noah Baumbach, I think, yeah, sure. I think he's yeah. the, yeah. I think I think you're wrong And, we're, and golden we're girls gonna... we
0: can do we can do a double <laughs> <feature>. <laughs> no I'm going
1: back and golden, golden girls especially Betty White yeah. Um I'm game for that I think that's lovely Hayden it's been a pleasure and um, uh, I'm gonna compile all the lists of those films so that people can compare and hey our followers please let us know of your favorite films that you think should have been mentioned are on should have been on the list um your favorites or your thoughts on those any of those films let, let us know um i will have your details on my show notes so that people know how to get in touch and do check out all that film podcasts and I'm assuming it's available everywhere Podcast is available.
0: Yeah, I just switched over to uh, Anchor. So, yeah, uh, every uh, podcast, wherever you consume podcasts. Funnily enough, I, this is a, a full story for another time. Uh, I know – I don't know if I need to look at this eventually, but I know our show gets posted in, uh, in Singapore. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're, for whatever reason, listening to this in Singapore – Uh, and you listen on some obscure website in Singapore, all our episodes are on some weird site. Um, So, yeah, everywhere um, you can find it. Um, And if you guys want to check out more uh, movie tweets, um, if you're into that stuff, uh, we have a Twitter. Uh, It's just all that film. Um, So just throwing that out there too.
1: Fantastic. And likewise for any episodes on Dandabachanda, you'd like to find out. It's also available um, everywhere you find uh, your, fo- your get your podcast. Um, this this is the only episode where I, we talk about um, movies. The other stuff, we talk about personal development and other inspiring stories.
0: Yeah, I will say this is probably the only episode we focus on uh, divorce and <laughs> marriage. So if you're like, oh, I can't wait to see their thoughts on the new divorce film. <laughs> um so yeah it was a fun little crossover
1: (laughs) yes and um i will be a resident expert um if ever another episode of this um comes up uh i'll be a resident expert for that I'll, i'll gladly do one with you
0: awesome yeah this was great okay thank you guys all right thank you